The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. Now today I want to talk about five tiny ways that you can make letting go easier. So we're talking about the process of letting go of some things that maybe you're holding on to, maybe you've talked yourself into keeping through all of the previous decluttering sprees, and how you can make that process just a little bit easier. Now, in the past, I've talked about big ways that you can make letting go easier. You know, things like really getting connected to a personal why, why you want to make the space, how you're going to personally benefit from the changes inside of your space, or creating a proactive plan, which really helps to get your mind and emotions on board with the changes before they even happen. And then of course, there's, you know, just working on your perspective shifts and changing the way that you look at your relationship with your belongings. But all of those are bigger and deeper topics. And today I really want to focus on five tiny, tangible things that you can do inside of your space that are going to make the process of letting go easier. Number one is one of my favorite things to talk about, and that is heat mapping. Now, I love talking about heat mapping because I think that it's a lot of fun. It's really easy to do in pretty much every area of your home, and it's great for gathering data, and I really geek out on the data. So heat mapping is essentially just separating the items that you've used from the items that you have not used. One easy way to think of this is with your facial products. Let's say you have toners and serums and face lotions and sunblocks and all of this stuff that's up in your medicine cabinet. You would start with all of those in one pile or one grouping. And then as you use something, you're going to move them off and start another grouping or another pile. And then at the end of a certain period of time, which could be whatever amount of time you're trying to gather data for, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a season, then you're going to go back in and you're going to see what's left in the unused grouping of items. Those things are the things that are not being used. And so this can really just give you a great visual feedback of the items that you're using and the items that you're not actually reaching for. It's so easy to rinse and repeat in pretty much every area of your home. You could do it with seasonings or spices to see what types of seasonings you're using most frequently. But you can also tweak it and tinker it to fit whatever type of item you're actually looking for. So it doesn't always have to be starting a new grouping, although that does tend to work really well when you're talking about individual products. But if you're looking at something like clothes, you could flip a hanger around every time you wear something and then come in at the end of the week or at the end of the season and see which items have not been flipped and therefore have not been worn. So this is really just a great way of gathering data and giving yourself visual cues for letting things go. It helps to kind of reduce the rationalizations and reasonings and trying to remember the last time that you've used something and maybe remembering incorrectly. And that just makes the mental and emotional process of letting go easier. Not to mention the piles are already separated for you at that point. So 
then it's physically easier to declutter them too. Number two is to use the parts to make something new. This is something that I picked up at a widow's retreat that I was a speaker at a few years ago. And I thought that it was so inspiring how some of these widows would take their husband's belongings, like their clothes that had been hanging in the closet for years, and would take snippets of some of their favorite pieces to create new things. So one lady shared that she had made a teddy bear out of patchworks of her husband's clothes and pillowcases and favorite blanket. And other people had done simpler projects like making a quilt. But I've also seen people take things like pins or jewelry or trinkets and break them down to make things like picture frames or decorate flower pots. So you can really get creative with this whole using the parts to make a new whole. And in that case, you're not having to hold on to an entire set or box or wardrobe of items and still preserve some of the memories. The third tiny way to make letting go a little bit easier is to move things around or rearrange. So the idea here is that we get so used to seeing and knowing where everything is in a space that it just becomes commonplace. It becomes part of the background. Everything feels like it belongs. Nothing feels like it's out of place. But whenever you rearrange or you move things around, even in the simplest form, you know, just rearranging a sectional couch, moving a table from one side of the room to the other, the light starts to fill the area differently, the shadows fall differently, and the space feels new, right? The way you use it and the way you move around it is slightly new. And that can call attention to things that really don't belong in the space anymore, things that you aren't using but that you forgot you had, or things that you just are so used to seeing there that you never even question it. Those questions start coming up and you start noticing things that you didn't notice before. And so this can be a really simple but effective way of making letting go easier. You're bringing things into your awareness. You're noticing what actually belongs in a space and what actually doesn't. And it makes the process easier than if you were just to walk into a room that you're always used to seeing exactly the same and just start picking up random things and deciding to let go of them. There's a little more resistance there. The fourth tiny way to make letting go a little bit easier is to create a picture book. So this is gonna be great for things like kids artwork or you know love letters or your vows that you've written and held on to from your marriage or even just photos you know photos that you've been collecting inside of a box or a bin somewhere you can turn those into a book where everything is printed the picture and the memory itself is preserved but it's not preserved in full size and it's not preserved taking up the full amount of space that it was so if you think of like a construction paper size piece of art that your kid made and how thick those can be and how messy they can be whenever they're stacked. Those can be shrunk down to take up like half of a page on a printed out book and you can still hold on to all of those memories without holding on to the physical copy. Off the top of my head, I know Shutterfly is really well known for doing things like that. So is Walgreens and even Google Photos. Now I know you might be thinking, well, if I print it out in a book, then I'm still holding on to a physical copy. And that's true, but the books are so streamlined. You know, they're going to take up maybe an inch and a half of space on a bookshelf somewhere, whereas all of the loose photographs and all of the loose papers and construction paper for artwork and all of that stuff could take up a full box. So you're saving quite a bit of space. You're still preserving the memories. And also each of the images is going to likely be much smaller than the original version. And the fifth tiny way to make letting go a little bit easier in your space 
is to memorialize it or digitize it. So this is mostly for those items that are really sentimental or important, but you just don't want to keep them in your space. It's not your style. It takes up too much space. You're not going to use it, you know, so you don't want to hold on to the thing, but maybe you feel a little bit bad about getting rid of it or even selling it. And so this whole idea of memorializing the item is a way to try to extract the memory from the thing itself and hold that memory somewhere else. So that could be holding it inside of a digital copy, taking a picture, taking a video. But I think it's even better if you go a step further and make it a positive experience instead of just a digital copy. So let's say you inherited your grandma's tea set and you feel really bad about getting rid of it, but you don't have the space for it and it's not your style and you know you're never going to actually use this tea set. Maybe this is a great time to invite over different family members who also remember the tea set and to have one last hoorah tea party where you actually use the things, right? Um, it could be a lot of fun. It can bring back a lot of memories and it can be a way to really uh, memorialize this tea set. You can take photos, you can take videos. And now not only do you have photos and videos of a standalone tea set by itself, but you have photos and videos marking this fun moment that you had with your family members playing and drinking tea out of the tea set. So really think outside of the box for this one. It can really help to bring a lot of relief and ease in the process of letting go when you make peace with that, when you feel like you've given it a worthy send-off. Maybe it's not an item that requires all of that, but maybe if you're really big on social media and you share social media with your friends and family, I've seen people do things like post a picture of their mom's earrings and talk about the memories that they had with these earrings and why they're letting them go and you know, just kind of putting something out there into the world and sharing those thoughts and emotions. And I think this helped to remove some of the guilt so they didn't feel like they were just tossing these items aside, but that they were acknowledging that they were important and that they had some positive memories and what it meant to them. It added a little bit of ease in the process of letting those things go. So those are five tiny tangible ways that you can make the process of letting go easier inside of your space. But I would love to know if you've tried any of these or other methods down in the comments, especially if you've ever taken pieces and made a new whole of it because I know that there are so many different ways and examples of how you could do that. And so if any of you have anything to share about times when maybe you've taken snippets of clothes or pieces of jewelry or things that I just haven't even thought of and mentioned and made something else out of it instead of keeping all of the items or maybe ways that you've memorialized some items that you otherwise were going to feel bad about getting rid of. Now, if you're in the process of getting started decluttering and you need a little boost or help getting started, then I do have a free checklist down in the description and I will chat with you next week.